Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I was at uh, a holiday party before Chuck's party. Oh, God. So much And hard. a man brought his dog, which is wonderful, except for it wasn't. So he... <laughs> what kind of dog are we talking? It's a golden something. That's a big dog to bring to a party. But it's not a golden retriever. It just, just looks golden. But as uh, excited as a golden, a golden retriever. retriever. They are dressed identically because they both have those flashing necklaces, which now I'm I'm about to be in, like have a seizure. Oh God! Because they're like flashing. So he's wearing. He's about sixty. Were you at a rave? No, I was at my gym's holiday party. <laughs> and so, so this dog is racing around, at, like every like, knocking people over. Oh my God! He's now eating the equipment. Because he, like all like the stress balls and all that, he's eating it. And then I turn around and he's drinking out of the bowl <laughs> where all of the like, <laughs> like any iced any like basically like the uh, the cooler. Wait, so was he drinking like the alcoholic booze? Like like no, he was he drinking all the punch? water that was cooling off all of our liquor. drinks. Right. Oh okay. Oh wow. Right. Who brings a horse to a party? And then he just kept like playing fetch with him. And I'm like, where? At a party, there's not a lot of lights on. Well, there's never any lights on at that gym. <laughs> I don't like, know how you guys see anything in there. That's a different gym. Throw, catch this medicine ball. Ow! Oh, wait, you have multiple gyms. I do. I only have one gym. Uh, he sits oh, right over there. Right. Ah! Right. Wait, how many gyms do you have? Well, I have where my trainer is, and then I have my gym that's across the street from me. Oh, anyway, so anyhow. then uh, cut, so we have this... Rapid dog uh, all over the place. <laughs> and then I turn around and there's like an older man dressed like Bad Santa. Like the movie Bad Santa oh. with Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, classic. A right. classic. Right. So he's very skinny and like the Santa suit is just falling off him. And he's eating over a bowl of chips. What eating, the hell kind of party is this? Eating chips over a bowl of chips. Oh, no. So I'm looking at him eating. I'm like, I'm tapping Marcus. I'm like... Uh, we'll we'll no longer be eating chips. Get the coats. We have to leave. <laughs> I'm just like watching them all fall back into the bowl. I'm like, oh God! Oh. Does anybody have the chips? <laughs> Did you try the lays? Stay away from the lays. Those Doritos. They're moist. Blech. Oh, that's disgusting. What's wrong with these people? You know. That makes me not want to work out. Oh. Today. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's well, it's hard to work out when you have a hangover. Let me tell you what. Did you ever try jump rope? Jumping rope. Uh, no. It's like your brain is fighting to get out of your skull. Why would you do that? I Well, because I'm a punisher. I like to punish myself. I can't drink any more. I don't even I don't believe that. Yeah. I So we went to uh, Charles Ragsdale's uh, birthday party. Happy birthday to him. We're going to be doing some birthday shout outs a little bit later on. Lots okay. of birthdays this month. Well, Mind to all the important people. Christ. That guy. He's always celebrating his birthday. It's always a big thing. It's everybody take the day off from work and spend it with me, blah, blah, blah. The Messiah, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Look at what you're wearing. It's just a sheet and some sandals. So we go to Charles Ragsdale's birthday party. I have a martini. I think I drank it at warp speed. I think that was one of the problems. That's where it went wrong. I also don't believe in drinking water, uh, ever. That's a bad idea. I know, but I drank. <laughs> really loud. <laughs> Sorry. It's even loud for me. You have no idea how loud it is in my head right now, but it hurts so much. Uh, yeah, drank a martini really fast, and then I was like, we've got some time. Maybe I'll just have a, let's soften it up. Let's have a glass of wine. And that. Oh, you mixed. I know. Well, but also that, but you can't, if I had a second martini, I would have been on the floor doesn't make a difference i was hammered anyway yeah but if you mixed up the martini with something not like straight vodka or gin then it'd give you a little 
Really? A softer landing? Right. I don't know if anything like was going to undo this. Like I don't know. But I got wrecked, and I didn't know I got wrecked. But then I added to the fuel, fuel to the fire, because uh, we went to go run and get a bus, which meant that I ran in heels in the cold air in Hell's Kitchen to go and get a bus. So now it's like everything is amped up. It's coursing through my veins. I was like, ah! And Jules is dragging me. <laughs> I'm like, I actually, I was drunk to a point where I was like, I forget little tiny moments. And that's scary. I'm too old for this shit. But I do remember You're running. You're never too old to black out. You're never too, wow, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> You're never too old to black out I mean, in a puddle of your own to. sick. I don't even know how I got here. I don't drink like that anymore. And uh, yeah, so we're running to get the bus. And I do remember going, I'm peeing. Oh, it happened again. And, and there it is. I do remember that. You peed in your... Not a lot. Just a, enough to make you go... Oh. You ever like sneeze and pee and then you're like... Whoa! It's one of those like, catch it! Don't let uh, it... No, I can't say that I've done that. Well, la-di-da, you and your kegel muscles. Sorry. So sorry. How about Kirstie Alley dying? Oh Ta- my we God. that's been dying. I know. I I was surprised. I, I think mean, between the time, they did not give her a lot of time. What kind of cancer was this? I don't know. But she, I mean, also no one gave her any time because she kind of shat in her own pool. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when she 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 turned and um, on my friend Jimmy Bennett has a Kirstie Alley tree topper. Which I love. Which is genius. But uh, I think I think he had to shelve it for a while. I think maybe bring it out in honor of her this year. Maybe not on top of the tree. Near the top. Not all of us can have a Mariah Carey tree topper. No. No, you no. can't. Sorry. No, you can't. I'm not making them for other people. I it's just have the one. Just, okay. All right. I mean, you're missing a merch opportunity. Well, you know, here's the thing about Mariah Carey's merch. I don't know who's in charge of it with that sans serif font that she keeps using on all of her stuff. Well, you got to know that she, she agrees to that. I don't know. Because my friend Alan, who we talk about because he is friends with her. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her merchandise? It's like, she doesn't do it. She doesn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Someone does it. And it's like the worst, like clip art of Mariah or like, it's not the best. Well, but then I would think that she would have her hands in everything. Mariah store. Correct. Let me just see. Oh, stop with the pop-ups, Mariah. And that... Bless her heart. That is a picture from 1985. Let's see. This one that's on the shirt here. Oh! Well, yes. It's yes. the Christmas shirt. What do you think she's going to... Oh, my God. I don't know. Give me a modern picture. Did you see she was on uh, Colbert? Yes. And she said something deep. What'd she say? I don't remember. <laughs> but it, it definitely made me pause. You can see it on his Instagram. He asked her some question that was supposed to be like flippy and she said something deep and I was like. <laughs> like the Queen of Christmas comment? No. Oh. Oh, I guess you watched it. Well, okay, I mean, what? Oh, all right. I have an obligation. Right. I, you don't have to know at all. She's got a lot of merch. Yeah, not a lot is great. Okay. I have all the good stuff, which is like the ornaments. Oh. Yeah. You know, I have a couple t-shirts. I have a concert t-shirt if you see me out in Hell's Kitchen with the only Mariah Carey concert t-shirt that you'll probably ever find. <laughs> is it extra tight? I never see, of course it is. I never see anyone wearing Mariah merch. Let me go back several weeks where we were supposed to talk about the British Bake Off and you told me that you were upset about the finale. <gasps> Wait, so you finally caught up. I think so. Wow, you what are like the last you, person in America. Which, who, who's this person? Who, who are you talking about? Wait, the winner of Great British Bake yeah. Off? The girl? No, I was disappointed. God, I'm so far removed from it now. Oh, I'm I've already moved on to Harry oh. and Meghan on Netflix. So, Never saw it. you know, Janusz, whatever that guy, the guy who was really doing well throughout the whole thing. The gay? Yes. The gay black guy? Oh, no. Oh, I love him too. <gasps> He's hot too. His arms. Oh, my Christ. It was like, Jesus. throw me in the oven. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Roll me. Roll uh, me. Oh, wait. The little boy, the little uh, uh, Di- Diana. Uh, the gay German guy. 
Gay German. Yeah. Yes. Who looked like Princess Diana before she, when she was like engaged to Charles. What? That's what he looked no, like. No, the he's like rotund. No, uh, oh, I think I'm we're talking, thinking of different he was people. Like a, a leader with, along with the, he's one of the top figures from. Yeah. What's his name? Janusz. It's like it's. Oh like a, yes, the one with the LGBT cakes. Yes. Yeah, everything was like a drip frosting. Oh yeah. But then there was that other kid, that that I forgot. He wasn't gay, but he was very. He's a slight of a man, and his twin brother was vegan, and he would. He I don't would, remember him. He looked like Princess Diana, oh, but wow. like with the bowl haircut. Oh. He was very like wide eyed and just like. Wow, out new of sight, skin, out of mind for me. Skin. Unless and you then, make it to the top five, I don't even want anything to do with you. Yanush, I have no idea what the fuck he said. It was like listening to what's his name from Taxi. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Oh yeah, I loved it. And I didn't care because he was cute and he was happy to be there. Right. Yeah, but he made good stuff. That's a thing. Like he was consistent throughout. Really, really strong baker. And just because he had one bad week, all of a sudden this other chotch comes in, bumps him out. Which chotch is that? Oh, see, I forget all their is names. It Diana, Diana Prince. It's not of Wales? Diana Boy. No. The Indian guy. The Indian guy. He wasn't doing well. Ah, uh, yes. Not Rahul. It was something Abdul. I think his name was Abdul. Not, not the hot black guy. No. That's a, oh, let I me tell you what. I swear to God, what. he could have put me in a blender, cut me up. It was like I could have been a meat pie. I would not have cared. Need my dough. Yes, please. I was like, I don't get, I would, like if he, I'm like, it could have been like a flaming pile of shit. I'm like, this is the most wonderful thing I've oh ever Oh my God, let my it mouth. slide down my throat. Yeah, yes. no, seriously, all of it. He was hot and he wore a nice tight shirt. So like between him and, I want to say Yanush, I don't think that's his name, but for, for today's sake, yes, it is because I feel like I'm so beyond mm-hmm. it but i wanted a little spinoff with the two of them because they were fun they were good time guys i wanted like uh like when marky mark did his like mtv workout series i wanted him like in between takes to do like some push-ups yes or a, like a, like a chest a bar- presses yes something yes you know just a pull up in a tent or just like maybe like wash some cars in a speedo or something marky but mark had an mtv series he had like a workout video Really? Yeah. Like you could purchase it like in the 80s? Like I think you could. The Jane Fonda like Eric Neese did. Eric Neese the grind. Oh my God. That's a tape. name from the past. Well, it's in the it's in the back of my head and has not left. Wow. I thought you were going to say back of your throat. but that <laughs> It could be. <laughs> you know, I keep finishing people's sentences in like the very wrong way. That's fine. This uh, is like a weird Mad Lib. Yes, exactly. But I'm Mad Libbing. Mad Libbing. And I wrote it to Mad Libbing inappropriately like i'm I'm mad living in a really extreme way well like nothing like you know we should really go out and try anal go mm, to ruth's chris yeah i um, was just gonna i, was I wasn't just, I was hungry i wasn't i guess i could do anal before we eat well obviously before i eat oh well yeah i mean yeah so try mad living this week with inappropriate endings of sentences well okay, okay. i mean i normally do i guess i just didn't really think about it okay until Let me now. try now. Okay. Um, it's Christmas time, and I need to go... Fuck your mother. To the mall. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Jules is getting everything ready for the Christmas party, and he's making... Testicle pie. Cake. Got it. Gotcha. Huh. Merry Christmas and happy... Hairball. That's right. <laughs> well... Oh my God. You're well, better at this than I thought. Two out of three. Well, holla. Holla for a dollar. I think it's time. What do you say? Let's just see. Sure. Are we ready? Yes. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kringle. <laughs> I'm Sonia Braga. And we're coming to you from the Maha Abar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jing jangle. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jing jangle. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jing jangle. And that's what happens when you put cocaine in your coffee. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. All right, let's do it from the top. Let's do it from the top. All right. I'm going to take a bunch of jingle. It's like she's chewing it. Oh, yeah. 
But that's Babs, baby. And Back it's exhausting. <laughs> I hope that she started her concerts with that. Like, where do you go from there? Well, I would end it like that. And then it's like, disappear like Adele does. I would explode. Just poof. Because yeah. this week, like all weeks, we're exploding too. And we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're whipping them out and then we're talking like this. We're being really intense doing cocaine. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com, where you can binge every last episode. But we would really rather have you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a little extra Christmas loving, baby. Stick something in my stocking, will you? And then email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us an advice question, and we shall answer it. Right here, on the air. And when we're done doing that, please, please, go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits under your tree. So what are you waiting for? Give the gift of funny this year, damn it, because we are sliding into the Christmas season. Isn't it nuts? I feel like we were just in summer. We were. Because we were. It took a very long time for all those leaves to go down. Oh, speaking of Patreon subscribers and extra special tidbits that you get every week, one of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber is, of course, to get a special shout-out on your birthday. And now, we would like to give a very special Patreon birthday shout-out to Patreon subscriber Kirk Waltstoney. That's right, Kirk. December 10th, you're celebrating another trip round the sun, so hop, <laughs> Lead in, Kurt, lead in! All the way in. So Patty will be over to dip his balls on your eyes. That's fine. And that's that's the end of that, Mad Lib. Yeah, that's fine. That I mean, Just let it happen. Sometimes that's what, you know, that's what all like the new Swedish spas are like. Everybody sometimes you that. feel like a nut, sometimes you feel like two yeah. on your eyes. Yeah, maybe one is slightly larger than the other. It's fine. Yeah, it's like um it's like a hot stone massage, but But hot balls. With testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Did that. Did you guys want the hot ball uh, uh, massage? <laughs> yes, or? yes I do. Okay, hold on a second. What are you ready? doing? I'm putting my balls in this mini uh, ball jacuzzi. Oh and is, is that also steam gonna... them so that they're clean? That's absurd. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I don't expect cleanliness of you. Speaking of hot stone massage, I decided I needed to take care of a situation from the ankle down. I have been having a lot of foot pain, and I think it's just because I'm in heels all the time, running around. I don't wear proper footwear for the amount of hustling I do in this city. Probably not. I literally pound pavement. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. who's she? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, you take it, pavement. Your heart take is it. a rock. No, literally. And it hurts. Uh, so Probably. I treated myself on my birthday. There's a place nearby that does foot reflexology. So I was like, okay. And it's very cheap. But for pets. But, yes. And you have to relax, get in between the paws, in between the claws. I'll go with that. All right. Uh, and uh, 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 it, it is cheap. So I was like, aces. But you literally do get what you pay for. This is not a frilly spa. This is not a, a precious You're talking experience. to the right person. Okay, good. So you, you just want, like, but I like the look of that. I like the Asian spas because I feel like there's no muss and fuss. It's like, go in, get what you need to get done, rip my foot apart. Ah! You know, it looks like it's business. Yeah, it is. Well, it is a business, technically. Actually, physically, yeah. And I did tell Jules, I was like, there's also something, you know, Americans, we don't have a specific culture that's steeped in history. Well, no, because we just ripped it from everyone else. Well, yeah, we ripped it off. And then we were like, this is mine now. I'm going to take this yoga and I'm going to add goats and people punching I've always had these braids. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. So since we are a baby nation, other countries have the history. And there's something about the Asian massage places where I feel like they know more. There's reflexology. They understand pressure points. And then if they push your heel, then like your liver gets relaxed or something. Yeah. And I said, all I want is for an Asian man to look at my feet and be like, you need more fiber. Just give me the rundown. It's time to get them replaced. Yeah. We've got got some new ones in the back. They're wood. 
So this is a very no, <laughs> no muss, no fuss experience. However, comma, I did walk in and it smelled like bad coleslaw. And that's kind of when I should have turned around. Yeah. But I had already made the appointment. Doesn't make a difference. But also they have a a menu like you are at Chipotle. Yeah. So, you know, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, reflexology. An hour? She kept trying to push me up to an hour. Of course. I was getting upsold. Did you ask for the Vibology, the Paula Abdul? I did. And she was like, we don't have any of that because Paula Abdul's on Quaaludes right Mm. now. But we'll get back to you. You saw the Macy's Day parade. so Of you, course. Right. Yes. Yes. Of course she was tapping. Of course she was. It's, nothing was, was overdubbed. So yeah, I went to the reflexology place. Smelled like bad coleslaw. I still kept going in anyway. Did you have a mask on? At least that no. would have helped. No, nothing. I just went, I went you, you free balling. Yeah. And they were like, ma'am, this is a foot massage. Can you put your pants back on? Hi, uh, we have a little boy that's lost. He has no clothes. <laughs> Someone called the cops. Get this kid out of here. Where are his parents? Why does he have lipstick on? Weird. <laughs> Is that Celine Dion's son? I don't understand. And uh, it was not the experience I wanted it to be. He did not do what I thought. But then the whole time I'm going, well, he knows something more than me because this is reflexology. I mean, it's not fantasy Island, right? They're just doing like a foot massage. So yeah, but I need, I need more. I wanted uh, like, put your back into it. Oh, get in there. You know, there's only so much they can do with your foot. It was a lot of scraping and slapping though. Okay. He'd do this, this, and then be like, that's, then you had a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. You Someone just slaps to, the bottom to, to of my indivi- feet. I had some guy who went individually into my toes, and I thought he rewired my brain. Where is this? This is on my block on 49th Street. I got to go to that place. Yeah. All right. I normally fall asleep, because as soon as you touch my feet, I'm asleep. It's oh. my it's my thing. I'm like, this is, I think it's from like years and years of standing, bartending, that I told you the one story when I was at Posh, and I, one guy was like, hey, can I rub your feet? And what? Like, Excuse me? No, you've never told me this. So, go. Way, ba- way back when, in a little town called Hell's Kitchen, All right. there used to be a tiny little gay bar called Posh, which was anything but Posh. Indeed. It is a slight of a bar, very uh, narrow, mm-hmm. and the last thing you'd expect is to sit down. And if you did, congratulations. You can perch. Right. So here I am. I've got my orally fixated t-shirt uh, on from working at Therapy Bar and Grill. Oh, they let you leave with the outfit, the uniform? Well... I own it, so oh. I can, but no, I think I covered it. Anyway, so I have worked a full shift. My shoes are drenched in like water and Sambuca and Jaeger and anything else. Uh-huh. So they're a little damp, and oh. my friend is like, do you want to go out for a drink after work? I'm like, absolutely, I do. Uh-huh. So we go, and we're, you know, I'm like, this was like towards the end of my bartending where I was like, my feet are fucking killing me all the time. Oh. So, um, uh. We're like standing around and I sit down. I'm like, oh, thank God. This is amazing. And this guy's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, fine. Because I really don't want to talk to anybody. And he's like, um, can I ask you a weird question? I'm like, uh, why am I here? Sure. Um, he's like, would you want a foot rub? Like, he was like, would you, uh, would you, uh, I'm like, oh, no. And my friend looks at me like, um, and I was like, Absolutely, I would. Oh and in my the god! Of this divey, gross gay bar in Hell's Kitchen, I whipped off my damp feet, and he rubbed them in the middle of the bar. Wait a like, minute! Did like, you go is... sockless for this experience? No, my, you were socked. I wore my socks that were sopping wet with liquor. Oh my god! But I was like, you know, when your feet hurt so fucking bad, you're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> If I have to put him in a horse's ass. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, this is great. My friend's like, I can't even believe that this is happening to you right now. I'm like, I can't either, but this feels so fucking good. And as I'm just like enjoying it, I look over and now he's starting to lick my sock. I'm like, I think we're done here. (laughs) No. I think we're done here. I'm like, that was really sweet. Okay, great. Well, I mean, he got a free drink if it was soaked in alcohol. I mean, that was like a Long Island iced tea that he Oh, my God. Out. I was going to say, he's like. Mm. It's just shit face. dark rum? He's the one that blacked out. <laughs> I think I 
should go. Can you put my kid back on? <laughs> Thank you so much. This is that's just like this is, this is a bridge too far. I like that you said. Like you've told me that story before. You're like, you know the classic. When the guy gave me the foot rub at Posh I mean, and then started was, eating my sauce. I, I think it was like I was like in the throes of like huge body dysmorphia. So I'd like have like a Diet Coke, I'd run ten miles on a treadmill, I'd sort of work out, I'd have like a, a grain of rice, I'd work for eight hours, have a yeah. gazillion Diet Cokes, and my legs would just be sore as like down to the fucking bone. Oh so a lot of times I'd get these little massages to like whatever because yeah. I, I have these horribly flat feet. I have no footprint. So when you see two sloths like, <laughs> like somebody dropped bricks. <laughs> that's when Jesus is it's dragging it. me. <laughs> um, there were two footprints and one of them looked like bricks. <laughs> one of them looked like the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was bloody. Was Jesus carrying you then? Um. Anyway. Anyway. Wow. I have learned so much about you, you today. Go. I'm a sucker for a foot rub. And he's just a sucker of a sock. He's a sock sucker. <laughs> Suck. Oh, that's disgusting. Yet intriguing. And that man is now your husband. It's Jesus Christ. Marcus. Amen. All right, people. I think it's time to tell you what our theme for the day is, which is grab bag. That's right. We got grab lazy. Bag. So what? Next week, we're celebrating the Christmas season. So, you know, we're just taking it easy today with a little grab bag. That is when we find articles that don't specifically have a theme, but they're entertaining nonetheless. However, comma, I did put into the search engine in honor of you. Uh, I, I searched Tasty Ruth, salad. I searched Chris, and I searched Steakhouse, thinking there has to be something in one of these articles. And I found nothing. Well... I found something about steak, but I don't think I went with it. I don't remember, but, you know, we're going to find out. Wait, I did. Mm. Okay. All right. Very exciting. So, yes, we're doing a grab bag this week. We're picking random things. Would you like to kick us off, Patois? Yes. This is from the Daily Spectrum, St. <laughs> George, Utah, November 22nd, 1995. Twas a Wednesday. Twas. Dear Abby, I've been dreading the Christmas party season since last December. It's that way every year. Oh. Trust. My husband, Frank. Is it in quotes? Yes. Has nothing in common with my coworkers. He's not a very social person and is not very good at small talk. To be honest, it's embarrassing to take him to an office party. He doesn't quote unquote connect with anyone, and I'm sure he finds the people there as boring as they find him. Unfortunately, this sounds like a great marriage. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has never offered to stay home. I wish he would. Please. I hate to hurt his feelings by telling him he's an embarrassment in social situations. We've been married for many years. He's loving husband, sensitive and intelligent, but socially, he's a dud. Signed, Frank's wife. No, absolutely not. I don't know why they're together. I know. Dear wife, this year, why not offer Frank the option of making other plans on the night of your office party? If he chooses to attend with you, however... Do some role-playing in advance. Oh, oh okay. Rehearse several Ew, topics. rehearsing? Rehearse Ew. several topics he can discuss with with your coworkers. If the problem is shyness, if his problem is shyness, books on shyness are available at your local library. You might also encourage him to join Toastmasters International. Toastmasters is an organization that has much success in helping people overcome shyness. Keep in mind that not all people are party animals. More important than having a glittery jewel to show off at an office party is having a sensitive, intelligent partner the other 364 days a year. Oh. First of all, I wouldn't be with you if you were lame at a party. <laughs> and I've dated a couple duds while well, I've gone my on My like, husband, Frank, is an embarrassment to me, my family, in bed, everywhere. Everywhere. I don't know why I'm with him, allegedly Frank. I don't know. He's a dud. Like, what the... F if the, if some if Marcus wrote a letter to someone and this is the way I'd, I'd be like, uh, he's like, hey, can you let me in? No, I can't. I changed the locks, you asshole. Oh my god! Wait, we I feel like we've talked about Toastmasters International before. What is this weird ass club? Because I keep thinking it's a Mason thing. I don't exactly know. What is Toastmasters? Do you want to practice public speaking, improve your communication, and build leadership skills? <laughs> With Toastmasters, you can break barriers, not your budget. 
Learn more about the history of the organization and our methodology to help maximize your potential. So it just teaches you how to not be a dud. Oh. Can you imagine having to... Re- okay, so here's... You're going to meet Stacy. Okay. She has a glass eye. Okay, so I should say something about it. No. Okay. Even though it's a snow globe eye. Okay. So don't say anything about Stacy's snow globe eye. Okay. What can I think? shake her? If I shake her, do I see the little storm? You can storm? slap her. Okay. That's fine. All right. She's used to that. What else do I need to do? Let's see. Stacy recently had an abortion. Don't talk about that. I can't help it. I have to talk about okay, that. So we're down it's... to the eye and the abortion. Okay. Right. She also has seven nipples. Can I? You can't talk about any of this. What about? You can talk about the state of the welfare system. Okay. You can talk about uh, slow dripping paint. Okay. You can talk about uh, lead paint and the effects on, obviously, yourself. Obviously. Um, and you can talk about the Chernobyl disaster. Mm, That's all you start can talk reading. about. So- <laughs> do we have encyclopedias? Of course we do. Ugh. Dud. Dud at a party. Office parties, interesting, because I do have an article about office parties, but people don't do... I like those vintagey looking office parties, you know, those like 1960s banging, swinging, like the movie Scrooged, which is one of my favorite of Christmas course, movies. Yeah. Top five, easily. That Christmas party scene that they have, I was like, oh, I love that. Oh, 1960s office party. Have you ever seen uh, the the Scrooge, which is uh, 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 Kathy Griffin and uh, Absolutely Vanessa not. Williams? No. Vanessa That's, Williams is Scrooge? Yes. No. Craisins presents Vanessa Williams <laughs> as Scrooge. Because it kind of lifts a little storyline from uh, uh, Dreamgirls slash the Supremes. I don't think I can do that to myself. That's good. Who is Kathy Griffin? Ghost of Christmas Past? Mm, I think so. Wow. It's it really casting itself, isn't it? It's really good. Scrooged. I'm going to give you an office party article. Party article! And uh, I need to talk office parties because I remember <laughs> I found I found a picture for one of Moth's office parties not too oh, long ago. Was this when they were tasting the underwear? Oh, no. It was when they were testing, testing the tampons. gas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> FDS, Latter-day Spray. All right. This one comes from the Portsmouth Herald, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, December 17th, 1957. Office party trouble! Dear Anne, well, it's that time of year again, and my husband and I are having the same old fight. It's about the Christmas office party. My husband works in a large office, and there are several good-looking girls around, both married and single, but mostly married. The annual Christmas party is always a drunken brawl. Last year, my husband wound up in a roadhouse with a red-headed bookkeeper, and he didn't get home until 4.30 a.m. She dumped him on the porch! My husband was so ashamed of himself, he couldn't look me square in the eye until St. Patrick's Day. You would think he had learned his lesson, but no. Now he's trying to soften me up for this year's party. The company rules say that no husbands or wives may attend. What? What? (laughs) My husband has gone to seven of these parties, and I'm at the end of my good-natured rope. He promised if I'd write, he'd pay attention to your advice. So let's have it. Signed, Seven Year Itch. What is this? Do you see this? Just blocking my screen. Yes, I do see that. I don't know what that is. Everybody hold, please. Thank you. Can I get the answer or no? Uh, You can get the answer. Hold. Okay. So let's... Fire up the light bright. Everybody... Oh my God, don't get me excited about next episode! All right, so let's have it. Signed, Seven Year Hitch. She doesn't even say dear or anything. She just says, the annual Christmas office party has gotten to be more of a sickness than a social event. For this reason, many firms have cut it out. They've decided the damage done at these affairs is often greater than the goodwill they generate. It's difficult for executives and department heads to operate on on a business basis after bending an elbow with the shipping department and dancing until dawn with the stenographers. Not all office parties are Roman orgies, however. Some uh, usually include the wives and husbands. If the office party causes trouble at home, the husband or wife should skip it. This is a small sacrifice for someone you promise to love, honor, and cherish. Till death do you part. The hell kind of party is this? Swinging 50s where they're like, everybody's husbands and wives stay at home, let's fuck! 
I don't really care for holiday parties at work because it's like you. Everyone gets like, I uh, I really had a crush on you since you. And, and, and you did like, such a good job in bizarre. the accounting department. I just want to tell you that your stamps are the best placed stamps. It's like everyone's secrets come out, and I'm like, I don't want to see you ever again. I have this. never been in an office, so I have never had the joy of the office party. Is yeah. this are you talking about the Ralph Lord office party? Mm-hmm. He would have like a proper Christmas party. I don't know if it was proper. Was it at the office? No. No, no, no. Were people wearing um, uh, drug we- rugs? and we- Westworld gear? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Lots of fringe. Oh God, it's dusty in here all of a sudden. Jesus. Did you guys Excuse me, someone's Santa? horse just took a shit on the bar. Why did we install saloon doors? Oh, I don't understand. Has anyone seen Carol? She's in the teepee. She's- what? She She's smoking a peace pipe. Yeah. It's, you know, you it's, know what's I in get, there. It's it's the new Ralph Cologne. Oh, my God. Peace pipe. So would Ralph they have Cologne. a party at the actual office? No. They would have a... They'd, like, go to a space. Yeah. Okay. And it was just for, like, our department. And it was just kind of like... Oh, why would you want to see the people you work with? Right. I remember going to Moth's Arthur D. Little Christmas party. This is the place that tested the uh, FDS spray and the Captain Crunch and the gas on the people, Mm -hmm. which by all means bring your whole... It was all like a family thing. I always remember it being a big deal. And they would have a Santa there. And I have to have her send me this picture. This Santa clearly was Ken from accounting, smelled like booze, and he would take his, his beard and it was just like a huge piece of cotton that was basically in a roll and you just like whip it out of the bag like yeah. Ricky's NYC and you just shake it out and put it on your face. Sure. But he didn't even put it up all the way. It was like kind of halfway over his lip. I like that. And there's a picture just of me and my brother it. sitting on his lap looking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in a full snowsuit, so that was good. I have one picture of me with a Santa Claus. I, I, I could not have been happier. And oh. it could have been actually a real Santa Claus. Like the Santa Claus. For all we know. Because it, I think he had a, like a real beard. Oh. I think that's when I, I was really gay. <laughs> was. No one really knew. I'm not <laughs> I'm not practicing. Oh, you prayed it away. Huh? Oh. oh, God, here it comes. Every time I'm in the middle. Oh, this one's very fancy. It sounds like it's on a harpsichord. I'm waiting for it. Wait for it. For anybody who's listening at home right now, you should know that Jules has the world's most annoying clock, and it plays a Christmas song on the hour, and usually scares the shit out of me. It started up when I walked down. I was home alone. And even though we have a very non-basementy basement, I always get nervous naturally going into a basementy area. Of course, because something is probably going to be down here. Yeah. The it clown. Right. Pennywise, whatevs. Yeah, you walk down, the doors open. Yeah, and the second my foot touched the first step, that thing went off, and I was like, <gasps> oh my God, it's okay, it's just the 12 days of Christmas, and all the birds! I We had an office party at one of the jobs that I had, and it was very small. There was like six of us, and we're like just chatting away and blah, 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 and someone was talking about living in Chicago, and she's like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I said, oh, yeah, like what part? She's like, well, I live downtown. I you know, moved there after college. I said, oh, so then you're not really from Chicago. You just moved there, like out of college. Oh, no. You don't really say that you're from Chicago if you're not. Did you say this to her? Yeah. What a stunning conversationalist you are at a party. (laughs) Well, because I was like, what a laugh riot. I mean, I lived there for what, 15, 18 years, whatever the fuck it was. And so you can lay claim to Chicago, but she cannot. She was there for six months. How do you claim that you're fr- like, oh, you were born in Chicago? Well, no, I was there for six months. So why did you just say that you're from Chicago if you're not? And you said that to her. No, what I you didn't, just said. No, now. I don't say it like that. I'm a total <laughs> say it asshole. like you would actually say it. I'm okay, like, ready? I'm I'm from Chicago. Oh, really? What part? Uh inner city. Oh, you're from the inner city of Chicago. Great. Yeah. How long have you lived there? Six months. Oh, oh. So where are you actually from? Florida. Chicago. Oh, she said Florida? Uh-huh. I'm okay. like, oh, so then you're from Florida. And what'd she say? Like, She's like, yeah. well, I lived in, I, well, I did live in Chicago. I said, right, but you're not actually from Chicago. And you kept doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I thought it was like the fucking dumbest answer. To, I was like, wait, am I taking crazy pills? Was this a stranger? Say, and then she like just walked away? No, this eventually? is someone that I worked with. Oh. Like I've worked with for like a while. And I was just like, 
I don't understand who claims to like. Be from I would never somewhere. say. I would never say I'm from New oh, Jersey. Oh, where? Yeah, like where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Oh, how long have you lived there? Oh, I only go there once a week. Oh, but then you're not really from there. Well, I just came from there. But I've been there. Right. Yeah. So does that count? I mean, I understand this is a little, but it's like, <laughs> it's like when people are like, "Oh, I'm from Chicago." Like, "Oh, really? What part?" They're like, "Oh, I'm actually from Evansville, Indiana." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's a different state." state. So you can't actually claim you're from Chicago because you're not even near the city. I, I want to know how the conversation ended. How did she you send her on her way? She was not happy. And she was so pissed. And oh, I was my like, God. I was like, well, I'm well just, I just poked some holes in your well, untruth. Like, you know, you live, in, you live in New York. And if someone's like, oh, I'm from Chicago. Oh, really? What part? I'm from Oak Park. Oh, my God. Me, too. What a weird thing to claim, though. I agree. I agree. That is odd. And it's, so you're just like, oh, I was like hoping like for like. Like, then where'd you go to high school or where'd you go to college? It's like, oh, I went to, I grew up in Florida and I, I only actually lived here for like four seconds. I'm like, huh, oh. then why would you? Keep saying you're from Chicago. That's like if I were to claim that, oh, I'm from Bloomington, Bloomington Indiana, because I lived there for four years yeah. in college. Yeah. Well, I lived in England for half a year. So does that count? So then you you could just I'm say. From I'm from merry old England. Right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No. I don't understand that. I don't understand that either. I don't know. Maybe she's embarrassed to be from Florida. Like, and she still, wanted to I say, claim oh, it. I'm from Chicago, but I've lived in New York for the past 20 years. Yeah, but she's from Florida. Does anybody want to say that that's where they were born and raised? I mean, granted, I probably was. It wasn't. I was just, you know, it's facts. So you're. <laughs> she's from Florida, so they don't really know facts. No, so I was exactly. Just having her, you know, she fa- wanted I was to fact connect. She wanted to connect with you on she a Midwestern con- she's level. She's an asshole. <laughs> She was an asshole. She is an asshole. I was like, Let, listen, the next time you bring out your Victoria's Secret sprays, can you keep them out of the fucking showroom? Oh, my God. Because I got excited that you really said like that Like a drenched to her. hooker in here. <laughs> fucking this one says like cherry a- vanilla. <laughs> I hate you, Patrick. I am from Chicago. Listen to my accent. By the way, she also had a British accent. So oh, I was like, no. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I do not. Wait, why? Because she was born in London and then moved oh, to... Oh, okay. Well, then where did Florida come into <laughs> She moved it? to Florida. And then a- after that, she moved to Chicago for a hot second. And then she moved to New York. But then how do you have a British accent if you were in... I have no fucking idea. But then you claim <laughs> the last state that you lived in as where you're from? Nothing makes any sense. She's shady. I'm I from Dwayne into- Reed on 49th and 8th. That's where I just came from. That's oh, basically the equivalent. All right, fine. Good for you. Assholes. Pip, this pip. Is from the Sydney, Assholes. This is from the Sydney Daily News, Sydney, Ohio. February 12th, 1983. Dear Abby, should we ask relatives what they need or want for Christmas? Or should we send whatever we think is appropriate at a price we can afford? Oh. I'm enclosing a letter we received from my husband's cousin who sends us a Christmas card every year. Thanks for the purse. It's attractive, but I only use those compartments for wallet, change, purse, glasses, reading, and sun, shopping bags folded, plus other junk I carry too. Too numerous to mention. Uh Sorry to say the dress you sent me is not usable. The size is for a gal at least six feet tall. Besides, the jacket has no buttons and the material is too dressy for work. Also, the color is not suitable as I wear very plain conservative clothes in black, brown, and navy blue. Sorry I don't have the postage to return these things to you, and since I am on welfare, I sure could have used the money instead. Oh my god! I hope you won't get mad at me, but why couldn't you just have asked what I what I could use? Abby, I come from a German immigrant parent who taught me to make the best of everything, and I would never look a gift horse in the mouth. My husband says to forget it, but I think differently. What do you think? I wonder what reaction your readers would have. Signed, Albany, New York. Okay, give me the answer. Dear Albany, your cousin is letting you know exactly how she feels about your Christmas gifts. I'd give her an A in communicating, a B in candor, and a D in diplomacy. She doesn't really give any advice. No. She's just writing her letter. No. What do you do in a case like that, though? You send those people off to sea with the girl who claimed that she was from Chicago. I'd say, I gave you a gift. Shut the hell up. Fuck off. And shove it up your A. Oh, you'd like cash next time? Great. Look, my aunt and uncle do gave a dance me a- in, Do a dance in my living room and I'll shove cash down your underwear. <laughs> That's fine by me. Right. My aunt and uncle gave me a movie poster of E.T. 20 years after the movie came out. You sure? I didn't say anything about it. I just hid it in the basement. 
That's the thing. You just, I'm like, I'll just talk about it later on a podcast. Right. You like know. Like 40 years from now. Yeah. And then it's probably worth something. It might be. Shit, I should go into the basement. Did it light up? No. Oh. It's like a regular poster. Mm, that's but still, sad. It is sad. But anyway, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth, literally. No. If I actually got a gift horse, that would be even better. Can you imagine overly critiquing something that someone gave you? Not only do I hate candles, I hate the smell of French vanilla. On top of that, it nearly set my house on fire. It's all because of you that you're ba- to, to take the time to be like, I'm going to go out of my way to read you for filth. Right, for each and everything that you How gave me. How dare you? How very dare you? I only do that to Jules. Sure. But that's because we're in a safe space. My lover asked me what I'd like for Christmas. And, and what like, did you say? I What's said, on your list? I said, I don't need anything. Just a new job, world peace. Oh, okay. And maybe a new speedo. Well, you've partially worked your way towards a new job as you left your resume in a very loud red folder, sitting see-through. Out, yeah. see-through, sitting on a desk, basically saying, "I'm looking for someone else to be with now." Yeah, it's gonna happen. Don't you feel like 2023 is your year? You said that out loud, and next thing you know, we're gonna be sitting here making fun of bat soup, and then the I refuse be to believe. <laughs> I swear to God. Put all your monkeypox and your rodents away. An asteroid is coming towards the earth. This is my year. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I have an article and it comes from the evening sun. Oh, that was such a good transition, that was wasn't really it? That great. I did I a good job with that. lost the lyrics somewhere. This is from the evening sun, Hanover, Pennsylvania. Everybody's Hanover. favorite Pennsylvania. November 4th, 1965. All right, let me find it. Okay. It's a little bit further down. Oh, okay. All right. So so I put uh, Steakhouse into the search engine because um, Patty and I are obsessed with Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and I keep looking towards Jules saying, will you have an office party for us at Ruth's Chris, where everybody can finally take in the joy of the holidays. So this one is for you. Dear Ann Landers, I have a problem you've never heard of. My husband thinks he is a racehorse. Harry refuses to eat anything but oats. When I serve him delicious T-bone steaks and double-thick lamb chops, he snorts and refuses to settle down until I slip a bag of oats around his neck. (laughs) Harry thinks he won the Kentucky Derby. Last night he was repeating the Derby story, and one of the listeners who has known Harry all his life said... Are you saying you rode the winner of the Derby? My husband replied, rode nothing. I was the winner. And what am I going to do? Now he wants to sleep in the barn and it's getting very cold. Don't tell me to take him to a psychiatrist. He won't go to anyone but a veterinarian. Signed, Desperate. What the fuck? Dear Desperate, so your husband thinks he's a horse? Well, you have a more serious problem. You think you are a comedian. Get a part-time job and stop wasting my time with phony letters. Bitch. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much I'm going to print it, damn it. This is someone who just really is like, this is the dumbest idea this ever. This is the... We don't even know this woman. God. And if he's hung like a horse, keep him. He may be a horse, but you're an ass. Uh, oh, you could have written a better one. <gasps> That's a better comeback. And this is why we do what we do. That's right. This is why we give you magic like Instagram mail and whatnot. (sighs) Is it time for Instagram mail? Oh, my God. You know, I'm terrified of doing the cocktail today. Oh, it's going to hurt. Is it milky? Oh, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's alcoholic-y. It's fine. It's Hera the dog. No, I don't believe in Hera the dog. Well, sorry about it. I just believe in loving them. Let's try our hand at it, shall we? Yes. Time for Instagram mail, Instagram mail. It's the holiday season. I kill them all. Strap it on your face and take a chew. It's delicious. Yes, you have an ass. Can I touch it? Wait, what? I mad lived wrong. All right, it's time for Instagram mail. That is the very special time on our episodes where you send us an advice question and we attempt to answer it right here on the air. So please slide into our DMs at Dear Pod Official or send us an email. Vintage email, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. 
and we will answer your question for you. We have one this week. Patty, read it to the good people. Of course. Dear Pod, my husband of nine years smokes pot daily. He never used to. This is only a recent thing since our state made recreational use legal. I've already told him that I hate the smell and I'm I'm afraid it'll make him a burnout. He says I'm just hung up on the stigma. We have a six-year-old in the house and I don't want her to get any ideas. Am I overreacting or being judgmental? Signed, Burns Me Up. Burns. Dear Burns, maybe your husband is stressed the hell out. He's got a job, a wife that nags him, and a crummy six-year-old that probably needs constant attention. Cut Jerry Garcia some slack. Unless he skips work and starts tie-dyeing everything in the house, let him do what he wants. I'm sure th- I'm sure there are things he doesn't like about you, but as of yet, he hasn't sent me a letter. Yet, he might be too stoned to write one. But maybe he's got the right idea. And maybe, just maybe, you should join him the next time and dislodge that stick up your bum. Oh, so aggressive. I, nice use uh, of the word bum. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't feel like I should be so crass. I know, which rhymes with ass. Ah, uh, uh, here's what Anne has to say to uh, Burns over there. Dear Burns. It burns. Burns. You may be asking the wrong broad. I can't stand the Mary Jane. The few times I tried it, I get paranoid that everyone's talking about me or thinking about me. And the next day when I'm sober, I get depressed because no one is talking about me or thinking about me. But ever since it's been made legal, every Tom, Dick, and Jules are out there blazing up doobies on every sidewalk like we're all in one huge Cheech and Chong film. I swear, I get a contact high just walking to the train station, which would explain my need to stop at the Shake Shack for a double burger and fries. Yeah, that's it. But just because you're not hip to the weed culture doesn't mean you have to allow it anywhere in your home. My Jules loves cigars. I would sooner eat my fist than smell one. Our compromise? I let him out of his sub-basement cage every third Thursday so he can enjoy a cigar 50 feet from the house. See? Compromise. Tell your husband he can enjoy his reefer in a designated area of the house during certain times of the day and never around your child. Studies have shown that secondhand marijuana smoke can be dangerous and have psychoactive effects on children and infants. So unless you want your child growing up like Pete Davidson, I would tell your husband it's your way or the highway. And I do mean high. Good luck, you fellow chronic hating anti-dope ganja hash, grass, tie, sticky, icky, icky, smochy, poochy, joy, smoke, big pillars, burrito, verde, hater, and happy untoking. Ayyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyy
It, yeah. It makes you think that you're like, oh, I've got some deals. Let's talk about wheeling and dealing and Bitcoin and you crypto. You like, the smartest Martin Scorsese character. Yeah. Oh, have you ever done the cocaine? Yeah, I can't talk about this. Like <laughs> like Wait, okay. You don't have to say it. Just blink twice if you've done it. He's done it. He's do done it. it, ladies and gentlemen. I saw the blinking. You know what undoes cocaine? It's time for a specialty cocaine. cocaine. Specialty Coke. Smarting it off your ass. Doing it on your knee. I did it off his chest. Jim puts down. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. It's like she's eating corn. Corn on the cob. Yeah. Can you imagine being in like just the recording studio and being like, what the f everyone like in the booth is just like they put their their headphones down like what the fuck? They take them off Jesus Christ. Does anybody else just want to sit in a dark corner and cry for a minute? Can somebody go check on the drummer? Oh my God! I'm oh my. so glad there's a glass partition between us. There is so much spit here. I know. We gotta get somebody in here with a squeegee. Take up, take up. All right, let's start from the top, Barbara. Do you wanna um, take it down a notch or? No. Take up, take up, take up, Bill. All right, it's time for the specialty cocktail, ladies and gentlemen. This week's specialty cocktail is. Oh my God, grog. What? Grog! What? You heard me. Grog! That's right, James Jules, Ferris, and Bob Cratchit are skipping the Christmas punch and going right to the grog at the Maha Tiki Lounge. Grog, vintage drink. I feel like we're going on a pirate ship right now. For this, you will need one half ounce of rum, one ounce honey syrup, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and four ounces hot water. You want to mix all ingredients in a mug and stir, and garnish with a cinnamon stick or lemon fridge. And here are the tasting notes. Oh, whether you're a pirate or Ebenezer Scrooge, I'm pretty sure this week's cocktail is non-challenging and can be enjoyed by all. To be honest, I never really knew what grog was until I looked up its history. Turns out in 1740, when Admiral Vernon, the commander of the British naval forces, rationed rum for British seamen. Said seamen. That's right. I, oh, that's right. I said seamen. Ah! He knows me too well. He cut it with water so everyone wouldn't be drunk all the time or smelling of booze on the ship. Perhaps the good folk at Norwegian Cruise Line could take a page from the good admiral's book and limit the daily intake of alcohol poured down their clients' throats on a daily basis. Lime juice was later added to relieve the symptoms of scurvy. That's right, I said scurvy. From then on, British seamen were referred to as limeys. Oh, look at that. I learned something new today. Seamen, scurvy, limeys, all in one specialty cocktail presentation. You're welcome, America. And those are Jules's tasting notes for grog. YOLO. YOLO, and we're going hot on this one, too. Hot tea. So it looks like it's healthy, right? If well, anyone this... ever says YOLO to me, I'm going to decapitate them. Has anybody ever? Yes, the same girl who claimed to be from Chicago. Excuse me? Why do no. you let her near you? What's her name? Becky. Cheers. Here's the grog. Ready? Hot. Hot grog. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot with the grog. It smells like medicine. It does. Oh, it tastes like, ooh! It hits you in the back of the throat with the lemon juice. Now it makes you talk like Bill Cosby. I got I hope I not. like it. I like this a lot. Is this medicinal? It feels healthy. There it is again, that lemon juice. Mm. It goes right to the back of your tongue and makes your whole face just go, yeah. I like her. I like her a lot, too. And look, I am incredibly hungover, so it feels like this is good for me, right? I feel like this is something I could probably sing, you know, My Heart Will Go On, like, without taking a breath. You could probably sing, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. How do you hey, practice Barbara, that? can we start from the top? Can you? Do you want your the... therapist in here for the next one? The guitarist just quit. Can we just take a breath? This is delicious. It is. Uh, it's like a hot toddy, but for some reason, something's hitting me in the back of the throat. I'll do it. <laughs> it's been a while, right? I'd like to volunteer as tribute. I like this one a lot. I cannot believe the reaction we're having to this. 
I think it's because the honey syrup or something. I don't know what it is, semen. but Julesy, I think it's the semen. That is it's the secret it's the se- ingredient. That's why the glass is sticky. Cloudy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sweet I smell of. Every glass. <laughs> I bet Could you do. Could you imagine? Just it if smells. If he was like, and the secret ingredient is semen. I knew I smelled bleach. <laughs> Ew. I knew it tasted familiar. <laughs> I dated this drink before. Uncle Dan. <laughs> Ew. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.